0: bear radio with your host brandon johnson chris hurst and ron powers all right good evening it's gonna be a a great night tonight (laughs) bears waking up boy it's waking up quicker and quicker It, it, it it's good it is definitely good. This week has been absolutely a crazy week. Uh, a lot of things happening and a lot of things are waking people up, I think, in the bank accounts and uh, in the, the wallets and all that stuff. But before we get to all that, how are you guys doing?
1: Well, the storm is here.
0: <laughs> it is. More ways than good. one.
1: It storm is here and more is coming. That's what I know.
0: Yes. And We're I think Brian is talking there, about an atmospheric
2: river. Yes, wow. look what is going on in our neck of the woods. This is our Pajara River Dike that overflowed in Watsonville in Southern uh, County, South County, Santa Cruz County. And so we had some things that um, were problematic for homeowners and business owners. And this is our Soquel Creek that overflowed Whoa. on in uh, Soquel, wow. which is near Capitola, um, St. Say- california and so you can see the culvert was not quite big enough for the amount of water that needed to go through so it took out um main street in socal so wow
0: water makes I wonder what way. they did what did they
2: do right to get a crane out there
0: uh, you know we have a big sinkhole and we lost both directions on our street and uh that's been like over a month now and so and it's, it's gotten bigger population. and bigger it sucked in a big bay tree uh, a couple of days ago and so now there's a bay tree at the bottom of this sinkhole where there's this underground tunnel where the culvert goes through and boy if that tree gets sucked into that culvert that's going to take the whole that's another issue but I don't well, know we'll you, see you,
1: I think you need to get all your friends and family up there and all the population of 10 and call in and tell them to, there's 10 people <laughs> yes. up here that can't get to their houses
2: <laughs> and Well, that's why they have a a backhoe and you have crickets.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. I guess need more, more people. We need some petitioners, some, some rioters, but protesters, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Brandon and
2: I were talking because uh, earlier we were talking, okay, now if it starts really raining when we're going to go live, maybe you should come down and, and do the broadcast at my house and. Uh, so we're expecting more rain tonight, more rain tomorrow, and then an we have a off often five days more of rain. Yes, up to 65 mile an hour winds tonight after midnight. So
0: <sighs> don't
2: there any stray trees on your walk tonight.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. But while we have power, let's uh, let's go on with the show.
1: Yeah, let's bring the power. Uh, Tonight's show is uh, the narrative has gone bankrupt. The narrative has (laughs) gone bankrupt. I love that. And uh, there's so many things that are really uh, stuff's hitting the fan. And I was looking at this guy, David uh, Ninos Rodriguez. He was uh, he said, folks, here's the scoop in short. uh, They've been caught. The ship is going down. So they're pulling out all the stops. So basically, now that they have been caught with the J6, uh, that their time is limited, everything will come out on COVID and the stolen election. They know their fate is sealed, so now all the assets are being deployed. Expect more bank failures, escalation of World War three, nuclear threats, aliens, southern border disaster, terrorist cells activated to cause chaos, etc. These people are pulling out the plug on everything, and anything goes with these psychopaths. Well... I know that they're going to try these things, but I'm not going to agree that those things are going to happen. I'm going to agree for, uh, for us uh, to be safe and protected, but we are in a war, you know, we're in it. We're in a (laughs) war. I mean, there are, there are real.
2: This is from, uh, I'm showing a picture right now of Jimmy, James Stewart, and, uh, it's a wonderful life. And in that, you know, that was during, um, that, early federal reserve time when it was established and one of the the um founding documents of the federal reserve is that it would get rid of the little guys the little banks so that the big banks can have what they needed and this is the picture of them running on the bank and as we know um it uh it wasn't that the little bank in this story saved the the town but uh the little bank in this story had a little problem. I'm showing a picture of Silicon Valley Bank right now that was that wow. was that has a line outside of it on Friday. The investors that were there were uh, wanting their money and they were none too happy about the fact that uh, there may not have been enough money for everybody. So the banking sector, is it going under? Is it not going under? Hmm that still is to be determined
0: yeah feels kinda a bit scary. orchestrated to me yeah it's kind of scary that you can have now zero reserves yeah um that's that's what i have been hearing all week that it, that is where we're at now that you can actually have zero reserves and so um that's like yeah. the
1: law the, bank, the banks are allowed to keep zero reserves
0: yep yeah
1: that's ridiculous so um
0: yeah when i heard that i'm like how can you even operate you know but uh just enough so wow. it's you know I it's mean, deception it's deception it is it's
2: deception <clears throat> and we've yeah.
0: seen yeah. this before even with the housing market you know it used to be that you would do a promissory note you would sign a mortgage agreement and say i'm going to pay this x amount over 30 years then they would instantly sell it to another bank at a discount because they didn't want to wait 30 years for the whole thing, so they sold it at a discount, and then that would get sold again and again. And, and next thing you know, you have some other bank you had no idea owns it, and it was all on. You were actually creating the money when you signed your contract saying, "I'm going to pay this amount over 30 years." You just created money out of thin air, and the bank started borrowing against your promissory note. And I actually had right. a friend that won in court saying, Hey, you didn't ask my permission to make that money. So that's part of mine. And I want my-. anyway, he went around and around with the banks, bank of America, in fact, um, and they wound up having like 23 cop cars on his front lawn. They pulled oh, him and his gosh. wife out, put them on the ground, cuffed them. And yeah, well he won, but he never was able to collect. They sold his house. They forged documents. I remember talking to his wife, and oh she's saying, God. I would have never believed that in a million years. They signed documents I've never even seen. It wasn't even my signature. You know, the banks were going to have nothing to do with it. And so uh, they got a big club and then beat you over the head. So,
2: yeah, well, they've got uh, they've friend. got law fair and then they've got what is what would you call that bank fair where where the one with the most money can keep you in court longer. And so they are going to endure to the end while you uh, use all your money trying to defend <laughs> the truth. So that's an interesting concept. I want to talk about, you know, um, Biden did have a press conference today because he knew that he needed to address this issue of um, is the nation's economy collapsing? And basically what he said was nothing to see here. He said he came out, he he said, take home pay for workers is going up. And it isn't. The numbers show clearly that inflation's outpaced wages for over 22 straight months. So he said a non-truth, which is also called a lie. And then he said, we have made strong economic pro- progress in the last two years. And that, again, <laughs> uh, when, when he got an office, inflation was 1.4% and gas was $2 and 40 cents a gallon. And today inflation is 6.4%. And I don't know about you, but I just paid 525 at the pump per gallon and ouch, it hurt. And then, uh, so he's on, he's on the um, platform and all the, the, the reporters are trying to interview him. And he said um, just two things. First of all, all these people are creating these problems, the bank uh, leaders, they will be fired. And then he said um, that no American tax dollar will bail anybody out, will be paid to get these banks out of there. And so then the press started asking him questions and he said, uh, Mr. President, what do you what do you know right now about why this happened? And he immediately turned around, and and they continued to ask him questions. Can you assure the American people that this won't be a ripple effect? And he walked off the stage, went behind the door, and he didn't even acknowledge um, when they asked him his la- their last question was, Mister, you know, they're yelling at him, Mister President, Mister President, are, are the banks gonna fail? And he just totally ignored them. So as a wow. leader, I give him a big F minus. He was a total yeah. failure yeah. as far as helping people be assured that this wasn't going to be a, um, a complete economic meltdown.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how he he will not answer questions, which is actually scary because he doesn't want to have that old reel saying, "Oh, we're safe," and then you know, a month from now or two months or whatever. If it's completely opposite, they'll they'll just rub that in, and yeah. so he. That's scary that he actually wouldn't answer that, you know, that that question. And you know what I, I find really interesting too is uh, when Brandon, when you went down that list of things that are happening right now. Uh, one of them about the COVID and stuff is, you know, the Congress, all uh, unanimous, I'd never heard of that. So it's like, are they wow. ready to, uh, rope a bunch of people under the bus and, and yeah, it'll so be you're
1: describing, right? there was a vote, right? It was a vote in the house and the vote in the house was basically at 490 to zero. They all agreed to, um, divulge all of the intelligence behind the origins of COVID And Mm -hmm. so it sounds like that lie has served its time and they're moving on to another lie. Is that right, Chris?
2: Yeah. Well, what we do know, I don't know. There's always going to be another lie until these people are out of um, office and uh, they've been exposed and uh, we have freedom of the press, freedom of speech. But what we do know is I think it was unprecedented that the 419 members voted that they wanted this information about the Chinese lab leak. We do know that the FBI has finally uh, assented that yes, it did come from the Wuhan lab leak, and they say most probably, uh, but uh, that this bill is called the COVID-19 Origin Act. It's already passed the Senate and then it passed unanimously the House And so the process is it's sitting on Biden's desk. He has basically 10 days to decide whether or not he's going to um, sign it or not. And I think this will be a big tell because, I mean, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for him, if, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Because if he signs it and says, let's investigate, well, then Trump was right all along. You know, it was a a China virus and it was a a bioweapon, you know, weapon worse than Pearl Harbor, you know, an attack. And then if he says, I don't want it investigated, well, one, he's completely at odds with the house, the whole house, both parties, you know, and that that looks really, really bizarre that you would have something that's unanimous. And then all of a sudden the president or the resident, you know does opposite that's just to me is like there's no unity in anything so it'll be very interesting and the reason why i brought that up i didn't mean to sidetrack what we were talking about the run on the banks but i think that the run on the banks is just another well mm-hmm. it's a distraction but it's also distraction. Um, it's a distraction and we'll be talking about what it's a distraction from but there's a lot of narratives that are coming out you know we, mm-hmm. we talked about the uh the uh the virus the wuhan you know the that information and so that's one you know we have the ukrainian uh, war and and just the the things that are going on there that's the other one and then the j6 is a big one and so yeah. right now people are they usually react most when their wallet is affected you know you've heard whole elections it's mm-hmm. the economy stupid that sort of thing you know and so we see this this run on silicon valley bank which is in our backyard you know and it that run looks exactly mm-hmm. like it's a wonderful life it it happens like that real quick it, it, it's not like oh we we're all seeing this and each day it's getting worse it's just like you wake up one morning it's like i can't i can't do a withdraw, you know and you had people on the lines in a panic mm-hmm. and 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 so it can happen so quickly uh that's probably why it's really important yeah. to start diversifying if you haven't already uh, in fact that was an exercise today i've been working on because i have some but i've been kind of riding you know just lazy mm-hmm. i guess i don't know but now it's like, you know what? I better hurry up. Because yeah. even uh, President Trump had had uh either tweeted today, you know, about the economy and the banks, like, hey, this is it's it's coming down, you know, and and so Yeah, that I, was a uh,
2: strong word, wasn't it? Tell us what what he basically said.
0: Yeah. Um I don't have that one on me here, but he he did say that when I read that I'm like, wow, for somebody of his position to say that, that's a big big statement and, uh, it should be taken, um, wholeheartedly and not lightly. Yeah. This
1: reminds me of like, you know, Q had said that there would be scare events, you know, um, there've been scare events, you know, and and I don't think this one is it. I think it's something going to be more serious than that. But then again, you're right. How do you get people's minds off of the J six narrative and the, you know, the people that are sitting in jail after two and a half years and still haven't had a trial, Mm -hmm. how do you get the, you know, the focus off of COVID-19 that you've been hiding it? all these things are coming out. These narratives are collapsing there. It's obvious they've been hiding information. How do you do, you know, well, you, you, you attack people's money. You, you let you, you trip it. And, and I, you know, obviously it sounds conspiratorial, but I do think that there are, there's control. I mean, when you study the fed, the banks basically control this nation, not the nation controlling the banks. So, you know, there's this, there's just, there's this reality that we are seeing, you know, um, them just pulling strings here and there to, to make things happen um, yeah. and the time and the timing that they want. And I do think that they're, you just got to constantly say, what is, who benefits from this story being front and center in the news?
2: That's good. I mean, many financial experts say are warning that this could be a meltdown, but we don't really know. I think that it's a test. It's kind of like a beta test to see what happens um, but who knows, you know, well, to, this week, I think we'll say a lot of things. I mean, what we do know is that today on the stock market, 50 banks, um, had a freeze on being traded. So basically wow. what we saw were, um, quite a few meltdowns in this financial sector to such a point that, um, uh, several of them lost 60 percent of their value and so they Mm -hmm. um the stock exchange halted the trading on the stocks and so these were 50 50 well-known um banks that just were they took them off the the market because they were in a free fall and they were very concerned about collapse i even got um i have a local bank uh that's it's That I have some assets in and they sent me an email today and they said, hey, we just want to let you know, reinforce that you'll have confidence in us and that our bank is not one of those banks that is going to fail because um, and they pointed out that Silicon Valley Bank was failing because they were so heavy in venture based capital um, lending, and that they um, they had a lot of unrealized losses in security portfolios, and so they were a high risk uh, tech bank uh, that they they did invest in these startup companies, and so they were trying to reassure me as a client that uh, hey hey don't come take all your money out we're gonna yeah it sounds like dangerous. they're a little scared. Yeah, you guys we have a a very ver- diversified portfolio like you, regular people. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, I, I read an article what triggered that uh, that run on that bank. And basically what they were saying was, um, you said the interest rate was what, 6.47%, I think uh, you said earlier. And so you have, you have the, the, or inflation, I'm sorry, inflation mm-hmm. is 6.47%. Is, uh, and the interest that you're getting at um, Silicon Valley Bank was between 1.5 and 1.66%. So people are like, you know what, I'm, I can't even keep up with inflation by keeping my money in your bank. And so people wanted to withdraw and put it in other places that they could get a better return than, you know, a buck and a half, you know, and, or 1.66%. So it's like, that's why they pulled it out. And so, so, so many people pulled it out and they had no reserves to cover and so, and and how many other banks are doing exactly the yeah. same thing? You know, that they're, I mean, that's kind of standard banking practice. They've done it over and over, you know, they, they leverage off of leverage, off of leverage, you know, and it's a house of cards, you know, and it's not a sound money system, you know, a sound mm-hmm. money system should be backed up by stuff like gold. You know, we used to have uh paper dollars that were backed up by silver. You know, I, I have an old $5 bill that was backed up by silver, you know, and uh, it, it, It's very interesting looking, you know, and you were supposed to turn all those in. And back in '77, I think I don't know when they they did that, but I think about that when they got off the silver. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, well, and I think that that you know this is kind of just shining the light back on the banking system and how corrupt it is, moving everybody towards the central digital currency, which is the globalist plan. We've talked about that multiple multiple times on here. Friend of mine sent me a a post. He said, you know, when you spend $50 somewhere and you use cash and that guy takes that banknote and spends it here, here, and here, and then that person takes that same $50. They spend it here, here, and here. And there's no, like, by the time it actually gets taxed all the way through, it, it's still been used so many times. But when you use like a, a, a ATM or a credit card, that person gets charged 3% to use that, you know, that credit card. And then it gets do they do it again, 3%, 3% till the, till basically that money's done to nothing. Right. <laughs> Whereas if you just yeah. use cash, you just use cash, you're blessing the people and and, and it's not ultra controlled. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, today I was watching a, a short video by, and we know our buddy over there, LT, and he did a whole expose on the, um, central bank, um, on the federal reserve and how it was created and for some of you guys are familiar with the book um the creature from the jekyll island uh written uh by um a pretty pretty well read uh sharp guy uh, i think his name is uh, G. edward griffin he wrote that book and he and then griffin was on glenn beck and uh, Glenn Beck, did, gosh, back in the 90s, Glenn Beck was doing a whole breakdown of how the Federal Reserve works. But basically what's happened is the Federal Reserve is an unelected board of people that, that gives a list of people that to appoint to the presidency of, the, of that board. They give the president a list of people he's allowed to choose. And basically the, the bank runs the country, not the country runs the bank. So whoever's in charge yeah. of the bank is in, and the thing is, we don't know who owns the federal currency. They say the American people own it, but, but mm-hmm. the American people don't own it. Somebody else owns it, mm-hmm. which of course those five banking it's private, got, yeah, it's privately owned. So
0: it's about as federal as Federal Express is, you know, the private company. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, maybe part of the bank collapsing scenario, maybe what they're hiding is that the Federal Reserve banking system is—it's really a slave debt system run by criminal bankster cartel people. So, right. I mean, yeah, maybe. And it's run why, why do I have to pay taxes?
1: Why do I have to pay taxes if they can just print money?
2: That's
0: right. Yep. <laughs> well, and, and it's money? run its course. It, you can't, you can't go any further. I mean, these these type of schemes only can last so long, like a Ponzi scheme, and they do run a course. And all of a sudden, it, because it's non-sustainable, it's impossible. You have more debt than there's money in the world, and eventually, it's like, well, there's no way you could pay the debt off because there's not enough money in the world. And so they keep printing, and they're printing like crazy now. So what? Why? Why is this considered a distraction? I mean, it's a problem in itself. But what are some of the other things happening right now? Well, That's I think we
1: see, we see Schumer flipping out and ever, all the Democrats flipping <laughs> out that, that the video footage that completely crushes their narrative is being shown to the to, pub, to the public. And I mean, Tucker Carlson, God bless that man. He, he is a believer, by the way. And he is he I mean, I really need to pray for protection for him because he is exposing their deepest, darkest um, collusion plans. And, you know, basically showing that, you know, yes, in fact, there were people that were violent, but the majority of the people were not like there were some people in the front and we're not even sure who those people are like, you know, and, and I don't know the whole thing, the whole argument against, you know, the Jason saying this, that most people were actually peaceful. Like if there were people that weren't peaceful, that, that committed violence or acts of violence, then then, yeah, punish them like that. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Any conservative doesn't have a problem with that. The rule of law must be upheld. But the majority of the people were just walking through and, and, and then were, were waved in by cops. And then of course the, the queue, the Buffalo soldier, shaman. shaman. Yeah. Like he was being walked around by police. Yeah. It was there yeah. because one group of police was walking them around. And then another group of police came into the chambers and dr- took them all out. So it was like, there was like, just like we heard stories from Jake Lang that, and others. There, there was places where there was violence, and one in the west side of the building in the tunnels, and on the other side of the building, nobody would knew anything violent was going on. And, and the cops were patting people on the back and high five and hugging each other and letting people in. So it-
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I got
0: got a clip real quick on the you the good. John. Let's let's just show that here.
2: His name's Jacob Shansley. So we told yeah.
3: you about Jacob Chansley. He was tried by the media convicted of being a domestic terrorist and sentenced to four years in prison. What exactly was Jacob Chansley's crime? Well, no one was ever very precise about that. Here's what the media told you it was.
0: In his horned helmet, fur pelts, and face paint, Jacob Chansley became known as the QAnon shaman. But prosecutors called him the most prominent symbol of a violent insurrection. He's been in jail since January, and he's trying to get out but prosecutors say he is still too dangerous to release. Make no mistake,
4: Chelsea is a stone cold thug. He kept saying, I'm, you know, I'm not violent, I'm peaceful, I'm a shaman. But then you put those images, what you were just talking about, you put those images together, and that isn't an image of, you know, of peace. This is a, the new face of extremism.
3: Peace. It's the new face extremism. Jacob Chansley is the new face of extremism. He's a stone cold thug. Prosecutors say he is too dangerous to release. And most people believe that because why wouldn't they? They were told it and there was no evidence to the contrary. And now there is evidence to the contrary. We brought it to you Monday. The video that we reviewed at great length over three weeks showed with precision what Jacob Chansley actually did inside the Capitol. And here's what it looks like once again. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you,
4: Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers
3: contrast the reality of what jacob chansley did in the capitol building on january 6th the indisputable facts recorded on video some of which has never before been seen with the depiction of jacob chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years
0: so yeah you get the you get the idea the contrast
1: he's that he, he he didn't assault anyone he didn't commit any acts of violence he didn't destroy any property he was ushered in and walked around by cops. So what exactly did he do? What makes him a stone cold thug?
2: Yeah. The narrative. Well, and if you listened, I was listening to a video of him and and it was time to leave the Capitol and and he said Oh, we just got a tweet from President Trump, and President Trump says everyone has to go home now. So, so let's go peacefully. Let's get out of here, he says. Come on, you guys, let's go. And I mean, you can hear him saying this, and it, it was really a very sweet, sweet voice. The guy is, um, you know, he, he's expressing himself. With face pain. It's kind of the, the brave heart uh, look. And and yes, he wanted some attention, but he looks more like um, kind of a fraternity kind of guy. That yeah, ready to yeah, go to the games. game. Yeah, ready I to mean, go watch some football. Yeah, this crazy lunatic with a funny hat. Yeah, they, it's probably what he wore to the Patriot games. So you know, obviously the narrative was piecemealed. And what did you hear? Um, I think, Bron, you were talking about that the um, the Senate unselect committee, as President Trump calls it, that was doing the J6. What did they um, say about the video?
0: They had one right here. Let me share this one here. So um, you have Benny. um, Let me get him here. Benny here. um, Benny Thompson. And so he's a co-chair of the unselect committee, as Trump would call it. And uh, he just said that they never really reviewed any of these he says we actually didn't review any of these surveillances he says they had staff members that he believes did and they kind of looked at it for them but we didn't have access and and right there that doesn't make any sense because right. uh any any senator or representative um, that has uh, staff the staff's not going to have access and they don't have access they always right. have the top access because they are the big dogs of their groups And they're part of this committee. So that made absolutely no sense at all when he he was saying that. Um, And so, uh, you know, people think he either has no idea what's going on or he uh, was a bold-faced lie. And so he just goes on to say that, hey, we didn't look at this footage. We didn't see these things. He believed none of us did. And then um, he kind of handed the key over to Liz Cheney, you know, and and, uh, she let everything leak to CNN, you know, the parts that they had. So it was very selective. It's very discouraging to see these uh, these people do what they did.
2: Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lawyer by the name of Roger Roots, and he's represented uh, a J6 defendant named Dominique Pazola. And he's um, moving to dismiss all the allegations that the. Um, uh, based on um, these videotapes and uh, based on that it, it was a wrong conviction of the defendants. And so um, it, they he showed that the West Terrace door was open from the inside and 300 people were led in. And so there's still questions about how did that door even get open? So there might be some... Uh, Fairly current activity with these J six defendants. Let's, let's hope so.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I, i got a video clip here too. Another that one of the major lies was that five cops were killed that day. The, the, the crowd beat the cops like the only people that died were protesters that day. And there was only one one police officer died and he didn't die that day. He died a couple days after with a stroke. And they actually this guy was actually a conservative Trump supporter. So they took a guy who was a cop who was not assaulted. The video shows he was not assaulted. They they took him and they made him a memorial to to demonize the people who were there peacefully protesting a stolen election watch this
3: to the death of an officer called brian sicknick the mob killed officer brian sicknick that's what they said it was their single most powerful indictment of the january 6th protesters and of donald trump and of republican voters nationally they repeated that claim for years they are still repeating it at first, they told the country that Officer Sicknick was murdered with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. That story came from The New York Times, which is effectively the assignment editor for most of the rest of American media. It was a lie, untrue in any way. But only after that lie had hardened into conventional wisdom did the newspaper bother to retract it.
0: The New York Times has is- quietly retracted its story about the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick.
3: The damage had been done. Brian Sicknick, himself a Trump voter, had been transformed without his consent into a political martyr of the left. His memory was shamelessly exploited by the incoming Biden administration. Watch this. In February of 2021, Sicknick's body lay in state in the Capitol Rotunda, oh my where a parade of unscrupulous politicians made use of it. Here's Joe Biden.
5: Breaking down the doors, trying to overturn an
0: outcome of election. All right. So I could let this play on and on. we most of you probably seen it. But bottom line is, if you're looking at your screen, there's Sicknick in the videos that he's releasing, showing that he was doing just fine. He's walking, showing all this. And then when he gets to the J6 group or the select committee to investigate, it proves that they were lying
3: a lie. The January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by Trump supporters. And they know that because they saw this tape. We can be sure because the footage contains an electronic bookmark that is still archived in the Capitol's computer system. That means that investigators working for the Democratic Party reviewed this tape. They saw it, but they refused to release the tape to the public. Why? Because this tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country because hiding the truth served their political interest.
0: Which means they're liars. And They, yeah. yep. so, they
2: are liars. They
0: are. I wonder if they will be prosecuted for that. I mean, you can't prosecute a jury or even a judge on a decision if they're within the law. But if you see something that is actually fraudulent, where they actually covered up I wonder if you are subject to a lawsuit yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, this mm-hmm. obviously is not just a bad decision. This was actually a deceitful, deceitful mm-hmm. decision, something that mm-hmm. obviously you knew and you hid it. You, you, you bookmarked it showed that you saw it. And then you said it basically, it didn't exist, you, you know, and you wouldn't let anyone else see it. So, um we'll see it's hard to know
1: because uh, i mean you know that's in a court of law right so this isn't really a court of law this is a hearing by the congress a, a select group of people and then for one of them to say well we didn't actually see the video That is he covering his butt you know well i didn't actually see the video like we were actually shown the video well so then is that to get it so he can't actually be prosecuted
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see very sad very yeah. sad to,
2: now those guys uh, the j6 um defendants those that are in the 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 gulag gulag right now in washington yeah. dc they've uh, they've got a number one hit from what i hear
1: oh
0: they yeah they do well, it's number you one youtube
1: it? itunes isn't it the songs the number yeah play it
0: yeah it was a number one number one hit here we go
4: Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America
1: guys are really uh, paying the brunt of this war that we're in right now
0: yeah and it was I mean, really it was... neat to see that they came together and did this uh this choir and then that president trump also was involved in this um and 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 to see them at top of uh itunes you know number cash one patel. in the charts
1: cash patel said yeah that they they every night they sing they sing that song before bed the whole they can hear each other. So they all sing it. And then what wow. they did is they captured They captured it and then they took the, took it out and remastered it and then put president Trump's speech over it. And it's num- like you said, number one on iTunes.
0: Wow.
2: Well, I know for just a small price, like a dollar 69 or something like that, if you were to purchase that, that I would hope that some of that, would go the proceeds would go towards those j6ers I don't know how yeah. um, how it's set up right now but that that's just very stirring and uh, I mean what what this shows to me is um, you know that these actions and these times that we're in and we're experiencing it's naive to think that uh, there might not be a price to pay as we defend our freedoms, our, our First and Second Amendment, our whole Constitution and Bill of Rights, all of those things. Uh, it could very well be with a cost. I know we at Wake the Bear Radio, we have put our faces out there knowing very well we're in a blue state and understanding that the um, the whole Uh, cyber world has access to us. And so it would be naive for us to think that, um, that this might not have a future uh, cost to us. So our message is that uh, it's worth it. Just like the J six, you know, who, who knows um, if they were interviewed, if they would do the same thing again, to support their president.
1: I tell my, I tell my wife and my daughter and people around me, my, you know, you know, we're going to be asked one day, where were you in 2020, 21, 22, 23? Where were you when there was an attempt for communism and corruption to take over the the greatest nation that's ever been on the planet? What did you do? Did you sit still? Did you nothing? Did you stand up? You know, those who, you know, those who have the most to lose are often the ones that do the least to protect it. And so I just know for me personally, I know that I want to be able to say to my grandkids, I did not stay silent. When I saw wickedness, when I was in and coming after the government, you know, number the number one thing for me is to be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the second most important thing is to protect the right to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Amen, amen. You know, there seems to be an awful lot of darkness around, and and I know it can be very um, frustrating and discouraging when you see people getting away. Um, but I'm also seeing glimmers of light, uh, you know, especially when we start to see the things turning around. I mean, this whole J six has come out, you know, with the, uh, Tucker Carlson and, and, and now that the unselect committee, you know, they, they look like fools. Oh, we didn't even, didn't even see these videos. You know, it's like, well, you guys are either really, really bad or idiots or evil, you know, and, and, uh any of those are a bad, bad thing to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they're starting to look like um, the bad guy, you know, and, and, and we see that we see the run on the banks. People are getting nervous. I mean, you know, everyone is talking about it now, you know, how quick would it be for people just to jump ship? There's not a lot of confidence. That's the thing. You know, when we had president Trump in office and things were booming, people, would probably keep their money in the bank and say no our economy is growing gas is as low as it's ever been i see a future and i see how things could be and how they are going and they would probably keep it in but i don't think people are feeling that right now i think deep down inside they're, they're thinking you know that the list that uh, that um brandon had just read in the opening you know nuclear war you know you got china you've got the covid you've got the you know the run on the banks Yeah, this one here. Yeah, the aliens, the southern border, you know, terrorist cells activated, uh, just all these things. And it looks discouraging and it looks even hopeless. But, you know, I was really encouraged uh, yesterday when I went on the Cloud Hub. I like to go there and just look at new videos. And somebody was covering Trey Smith's video. And if you haven't heard Trey Smith, he is the son-in-law of um, the late Kim Clement. Uh, he married his daughter. Uh, De, De, uh, Dem, uh, how do you say her name? Demo, Demon, uh, Dion, Dion, um, Clement. And um, anyway, he he was going over those prophecies that we've all heard uh, prophecies back in 2014 that you know Trump would be a trumpet. God would use Trump as the you know as the leader of the nation, and he would have two terms. And, and all of a sudden he gets in and everyone's like, wow, that's great. Kim Clement's prophecies. But then you don't see him come in a second time right after. And so, you know, for me, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, that took a little air out. what What's the deal with that, Lord? It seems so unlikely that someone like Trump would be in. And he described him like, you know, to the T. And now he is relooking at that with some other information. And I, and let me just play that if, if I can, just a, a yeah, couple minutes. For I was really encouraged. You know, and and uh, so, yeah, let me do that. Let me set that up real quick, present. Um, sorry, I should have had this loaded up. Here we go. This is called the Vision of the Dark Tracks.
5: And this video, this is about a vision that was given to my friend Henry Schaefer back in 2018. And Henry Schaefer, he runs 99.9. He also does a deliverance ministry. He's one of the most serious. I've got, I've got video records of deliverances he's done. You can really see that the demons coming up and looking through the eyes. It's actually quite stunning. But in this tape, I want to walk through a vision that the Lord gave, that I believe the Lord gave to Henry Schaefer in 2018. He called me right after he had this, this vision. I have titled it, The Vision of the Dark Tracks, I'm going to tell you what the vision was, and I'm going to let you decide what exactly it means, and I'm going to tell you some opinions that I have on it. It caused me many nights that I couldn't sleep, particularly here lately, and particularly at the end of 2020, this particular vision did. So in 2018, Henry Schaefer, he called me, and he said, Trey, I... I think he had been in the Trump prophecy video with me, where it was prophesied that, that-
2: recordings just uh, got better.
0: Can you believe it? Hey, it's
2: Dana from StreamYard. i right, turn
0: <laughs> this down Local for a recordings
2: are now available on stream.
0: That's a problem. You can't always control what's going on here. Oh, Returns.
5: And... Henry called, and he said, there's something I've got to tell you, Trey. He said, the Lord has put this on me, and I don't know what it means, but there's, there's something wrong with how we're interpreting this. And he says, I had a vision, and he said, and I knew that I was in America. Now, watch where this goes. And mind you, this was in 2018. He gave this. And at the time, I thought to myself, well, this vision must be a warning from the Lord or something, because... It can't be what you're describing, Henry, because Trump will be there. Watch where the vision goes. He says, I was in America. And he said, and it was very dark. It was very grim. It looked it looked bad. It looked depressed. It looked sorrowful. And he said, and there were these railroad tracks. There were these dark railroad tracks. And he said, and there were people walking along the tracks. And they had tattered clothes. And they were looking down. And he said, and I tried to figure out, he said, I looked at my, my watch, but my watch wouldn't work. And then he said, and I, I reached into my, my pocket, and I tried to find my, my phone, but the, the phone wouldn't, wouldn't come on. There was something wrong with the electricity and the vision is how I'm interpreting that. So you have these people that are walking down these tracks. Now, where they were, there was darkness. And the world looked dark. It looked grim. It looked like there had been power outages. It looked like there had been destruction. It looked like there was a, a lack of food. It looked like there was a total despair in America. There were people walking down the tracks. And so Henry went up to one of them, a lady, and he says, ma'am, he says, ma'am, can can you tell me for whatever reason, this is what Henry thought to ask. It's what just came out of his mouth in the vision. He said, ma'am, what year is this? And she said, what, sir? And he said, ma'am, I need to know what what year this is. And she said, well, sir, this is the year of 2023.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when Henry
5: called me about this vision, he said, said, I've heard the Kim Clement stuff. And by the way, here's copies of George magazine. I do believe there's going to be two terms. Henry believes there's going to be two terms. The, they actually, the George magazine, George was originally run by, john f kennedy jr that was um john f kennedy who was was shot following his famous i
0: don't know if you want me to go on or not on that we're running out of time but basically he goes on to say uh he he goes on to show kim clement's prophecy so kim kim clement had prophesied that um there would be uh trump would come into office into uh you know into power you know i think our Borders changed on us somehow. There we go, and um, and 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 so he describes this thing, and we all looked at the good part, you know, that that all these great things that were going to happen under Trump. But in the middle of that prophecy that Kim Clement had said there would be a change, he would pull him aside, and and we thought, oh well, he'd pull him aside like before all this happened, not in the middle of his his. uh, you know, four years, and then pulled aside, and that there'd be a war itching, or a nation itching for war, which he believes is China. And he goes on and just starts to describe like a, a bad time, and everybody focused on the good times, and they assume that the bad was like in 2014, and and not like 2020. I would encourage you to look for that um, that video and watch the whole thing. It's about a half hour long. Trey Smith. And it's called, uh, what is it? The Dark Tracks. Uh, vision Can you of put the dark it in Tracks? our show
1: notes? Can we put it in our show uh, notes on oh WakeTheBearRadio.com? Yeah,
0: daily Pause. So yeah, I'll put it in our show notes. We'll put the link to it. Yeah. Definitely watch it. What it tells me, what it showed to me was now uh, with that light of, of um, Henry's vision that he had in 2018, um, it, it, it gave me confidence that yes, there are dark times ahead. But at the end of that, dark tracks there was light Mm -hmm. and he said he could see it almost as a sunrise and yes you go through some dark times and that's expected and god knows about it he's not caught off guard and he did this on purpose he says in kim clements i did this i did this to the people i will fool the people when he said that i will fool the people i thought it was when trump would first get in like oh how can trump win you know he's not he's not christian you know that sort of thing And what it was is he pulled them aside and exposed what was going to happen. And he would fool the people and there would be a veil over the people. But at the end, the veil would be moved and people would see for the very first time what they fell for, what was behind all these wicked, wicked things. And they would see it for what it really was. But they're under a veil right now. And that's kind of what we see. It's like, you know, you and I, we all go, how could you vote for this? Or how could you support this, this candidate that's supporting, you know, Gender mutilation, you know, just things like that. And you're, you're, well, it's, there's a veil, but that veil is going to be removed. And it's very close. It is very close. Mm -hmm. So I'm really encouraged. It's like, yes, maybe the banks will collapse. Maybe there will be war. Who knows what it will, but God knows. And I'm confident that He's expecting these things because He says, I did this. And I got a lot of comfort when I was watching those prophecies Mm -hmm. years ago. That's why I even voted for Trump when I saw that prophecy. And it was done so many years before Trump was even being talked about, you know? Um, So yeah, we'll put that in there. So yeah.
2: But that, that vision reminds me of uh, one of the, the Q posts that talked about the need for a near death experience and the description of the, the, the train track to me is like a, a post apocalyptic type of picture where the, with the gray, I can, I can see in my mind's eye the grayness the the kind of fog the discouragement as as so it um and what i see trains represent kind of a longer journey when you you have a train track you can't go like a goat up a hill you have to go on the pre-described journey and so um as i i believe it's a godly uh, vision and so i'm I'm just seeing this as a long journey in a set direction um, that requires a near-death experience uh, to bring about something that has a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you want, I can show that. I, I got it queued up right with Kim's uh, Kim's part of this. This
2: uh... sure.
1: Yeah, show us that a yeah, little clip. Let
0: me, let me go, go with that then. Um, Here, let me put that on. He sets this to music. He was a pianist. My people have cried.
4: My people have cried out for an answer. And this is what I have to say, says the spirit of life. A veil has been placed upon this nation. And I did it. I did it. So that for a season, my people would wonder. And faith would increase. For in darkness, faith grows.
0: Amen. That's right.
4: In despair, faith
0: grows. I did it where he said, those who
5: wore royal rags no! embrace ash heaps.
0: Yeah, and he goes on to just break it down, what, uh, what he talked about. Let me just continue here.
4: The precious sons of Zion, valuable as fine gold, are now regarded as clay pots. Those who ate delicacies are desolate in the streets, and those who were brought up in royal scarlet now embrace ash heaps is this what i wanted my people were brighter than snow whiter than milk they were like sapphire in their appearance and now they are stricken for lack of fruits in the field the hands of once compassionate women have cooked their own children and their children have become food for them your children have become food for who are once compassionate women, But my fury is fulfilled, says the Lord. And I have now kindled a fire in Zion. I have kindled a fire in Zion, in America, in nations throughout the earth. And my fist is about to smack down on Russia. For out of the rebellion, turn me up to the Lord out of the rebellion of the Ukraine, which was seen by my prophet, shall come out of those ashes. Beauty shall come out of that sadness. Joy shall come out of those garments. Praise he's talking,
1: man. This is like years before. I mean, you said on there, you know,
2: yeah, that's yeah. isaiah 54 isn't it i'll turn yeah, that the uh the the children of the uh unmarried one will be greater than the married one i mean
0: yeah yep and, and so then, and he, he, yeah go most on most of
1: his prophecy, most of his prophecies were given before trump even got into office right
0: yeah that, that particular one was 2014. i think there's some in 20 But he died before Uh, Trump was even ever ever inaugurated. He did. And there might be reasons, you know, that that maybe God didn't want him around during the time. Everyone would rush to him. What does this mean? What does this mean? You know, who knows? It could be a lot of focus on him. Um, And so he served the purpose that the Lord had for him. And, um, you know, and I think he has. I mean, because we -hmm. we just stick with what was said. You know, it's not that we hold uh, Kim as like, you know, his scripture or something like that but i do believe that the lord spoke to him and he uh was diligent in seeking out the lord's voice and and now it's mm-hmm. greatly encouraging a lot of people you know those prophecies get played on clay Clark stuff all the time you know great mm-hmm. awakening america you know and that's with all the big ones right you know you got the mel Kays and the michael flynn's and the uh you know uh the pillow uh lindell mike lindell mike you Clinton. know I mean, you got everyone that is anybody goes to those and he plays that all the time you know yeah. that prophecy because it was so powerful so powerful well and
1: the other prophecies he prophesied were that there would be two presidents like how could there be two presidents people will say yeah
0: at the same time
1: like, at the same time which i think is part of you know i think we're seeing a fulfillment mm-hmm. of that right now that trump really is uh, the duly elected president but the, you know um but the the uh, antithesis or the false counterfeit is there in charge of the corrupt, you know, the corrupt um, business organizational. Yeah. So,
0: yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. Remain calm through all this great chaos that we're in and financial uncertainty because God is speaking constantly and he is a God of hope. He is with us in the storm.
0: That's right. Yeah, he is. We can take that to the bank.
1: Man, God's you know, banca- bank bank is never bankrupt.
0: <laughs> Amen. That's right. So this has anyway right. been great. Wake the bear radio on KSCO 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.